if I read the the diary okay. of George Washington, that doesn't mean I'm reading the words of the United States. This effectively solves all of the arguments against the Book of Mormon. We run into a lot of problems when we use this phrase, when we say, the blank is the word of God. The closest word of God we have is actually the Doctrine and Covenants. If you're wondering why I move the way I do, I just feel so good. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I'm your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Kuwaku L, as well as, not, I almost said Jonah Bard, sorry, Ed Thomas, bodyguard Ed, and via the zoo, via the interwebs, none other than by Jonah Barnes, our ward librarian, making sure that we uh, keep all of our affairs here at Ward Radio in order. Because today we've got a very interesting topic, okay? Um, I've heard this said before. Um, I think it, it came up in a debate we were in recently, Kwaku. And I've also seen people kind of casually mention this that seem a lot more in the know than I am. And you mentioned it, so I said we got to talk about this on the show um, is the Book of Mormon descriptive or prescriptive? What did you mean by that, Kwaku yeah. Go? So, um, my hair weird. Uh, it's uh, I need a haircut, guys. Yeah, I need a freaking. You look great. I don't great answer that. But <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, this is something that really the the Bible is as well. Um, but. We run into a lot of problems when we use this phrase, and this phrase has taken on legs of its own. But when we say, the blank is the word of God, okay. it's both true and not true. So it's true in the sense that it's the word of God, meaning it's, it's, it's the word that will bring you to God. Um, now, if I, if I make a show on YouTube, and it's me and three friends... And it's the same format as this, and it's very clearly in, like follows the idea of Cardin Ellis. This is a show a la Cardin Ellis. It's of Cardin Ellis, okay. but it doesn't mean that Cardin Ellis made that show. I, right? I just want to make sure that I steal man your position that I'm following you here. Um, Pythagoras died 200 years before his last book was quote written end quote. And that was because unlike today where we're credit hogs and we demand credit for every little thing we do. And in the movie industry, for example, we'll fight over it in pages and pages of contracts about who gets credit first, who gets credit top billing, who's on the movie poster, so on and so forth. Amongst the ancient Greeks, it was actually kind of considered almost egotistical or selfish to demand that much credit. And many of Pythagoras's students who continued working upon his ideas, such as the Pythagorean theorem and so on and so forth, published further ideas that were derivative of his original ideas under his name because amongst the ancients it was often critical that you did not self-aggrandize and you said oh no no these these new revelations they're not mine they're based off of pythagoras's ideas so this book is written by pythagoras even though he had been dead 80 years yeah, of ago pythagoras right okay so 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 is that what you're getting at? that's what you're I'm getting saying at. we okay. say is the word of god meaning nope this is god's word when you read the Bible, it's the gospel according to a person who's not God, right? So we do this yeah. thing. The Bible is the word of God. What do you mean by that? Okay. I mean, it's true. So phrase word of God has become synonymous with true, 
But that doesn't mean God wrote that. And a lot of people say, well, it's God inspired. Okay, well, when uh, 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 Solomon talks about how that girl's chichis are nice and voluptuous, you know what <laughs> I mean? In the Song of Solomon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that the word of God or is that Solomon had a late night with a feather quill? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> okay. it's important to keep these things in mind. So when you read the Book of Mormon, it's the same thing. But when you examine this and you 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 read it with this idea that wait 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 I'm not reading the words of God here what I'm reading are, are journals and diaries and historical summaries of ancient people giving their spiritual opinion on what was happening in their society at the time and doing their best to 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 write down how what they felt God was channeling to them in that specific in, uh, situation. Okay. Now that's much different than God said this exactly, right? Okay. So isn't that kind of a little bit of a, a lesser book, though? Wouldn't no. you say? Like no. Okay. The, the closest word of God we have is actually the Doctrine and Covenants. Interesting. Because okay, it's it's the only one where we have uh, God told me this. I'm writing it down. Whereas the Book of Mormon is what? It's Joseph Smith translating the Compendium of Mormon. It was yes. a compilation of the brass plates, yes. the golden plates, yes. the titanium plates. So, so, on so, and so Nephi forth. is channeling, Nephi is writing down his opinion and channeling the inspiration of God or channeling the voice of the Lord. And that may have been altered by later prophets which was then translated by Joseph Smith. So you're kind of almost making Plato's forms arguments right, right, here, right, right? Okay, right. that makes sense. All right. So, oh, so, so, oh, sorry. Speaking of Plato, so this is what I, I think when I hear this is like people think about God and who he is and what he says and all these things like it's just written on the ceiling of the cosmos and it never changes and. That's what he said, and that's what he is, and he's just like a vending machine. Like you punch in the code, and he and he spits out the answer, and okay, yeah. and he's not, and he's more, and he's alive. And so, saying it's the word of God, like when you say uh, it can be altered, it can be changed. What evangelicals are hearing as we're saying this is they're saying these people don't believe in the Bible at all. These people don't believe or, in the or, word or of God the at all. inerrancy thereof. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and sorry, I don't think yeah. a bunch of medieval monks were the perfect. Uh, vessels to completely translate the truth. Like, I'm sorry, I don't worship medieval monks. You do, and you don't realize it. But I don't. Ca I don't worship them. Uh, so you're delineating between the actual scripture itself, which may not have the Trinity, for example, and then the Athanasian Creed, and, the Nicene Creed. And the, the beginning Westminster was the Creed, Word, and the Word was with that God. Does have okay? the Trinity? No, okay. Beginning of the Word, the Word's with God. So what I think is Christ that you is don't a living actually... Word, and guess what? The word will not pass away, but everything physical will pass away. So how could that be the word of God directly if it's going to be destroyed? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, what I think is that you don't actually, this is going to, okay, this is a hot take, hot take people, hot take. Yeah. And I'm still processing this. We haven't I, gotten to the, ma the meat yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm processing two different hot takes all at once. So it just, <laughs> so I, I'm done with Quaku's hot take. Now do no, your hot take. No, we haven't take. got to the real hot take. I had to give the, the, the intro. And then, oh, well, okay. I don't think you, I don't think you need, I don't think you need a textbook. I don't think you need a manual. Like even like many of our evangelical brothers and sisters, they have to have a Bible and there has to be ink on it and it has to tell them exactly what to do all the time. And, and it has to be inerrant. And if it's not inerrant, they fly to pieces. Well, and, and we never thing, have that. Like most it's, Christians okay. don't even think that they just go to church, they read it and they like the wisdom. 
it's when we start debating these people when they start lying to us and they're like this is the word of god this is what the apostles taught and by okay, that they give mean me their, what they give were me, taught in divinity school and their interpretation thereof. even worse though we say, we say okay so the bible is the original no no well it's a copy of the copy of the copy where's the original we don't have it but we know it's just like the original okay Stop lying to me. Okay, so well, okay, sorry, finish your thought, and then the we and right, we got to right. jump to Ed. Ed, what oh, do you got to okay. say, brother? And you know, even even better. So it was written. It, it was spoken by Jesus in Aramaic. It was heard by the disciples in Aramaic. It was written down decades later in Coptic and Greek. It was filtered through uh, Latin, uh, Proto Italian and and all of these different languages, the creeds got involved and really ruined it. Not yeah. necessarily the Nicene. I think the Nicene's pretty good. It's the Athanasian that in, in the my, Westminster Confession. That's the yeah, blues. The, yes. I the, think blues. I'm just going to title this video "Pure Blasphemy" for 22 minutes, <laughs> just so that I know exactly which video I get all the angry angry emails from. You, you may need to. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is hilarious. Keep going. Um, so, so so basically, yes. It's it's. We really have a mess, and the evangelical, it should be so obvious to the evangelicals that sola scriptura cannot possibly be because. Well, and when you say the evangelicals, I, I'm sure you actually mean. Well, the, those, ba- the bad ones, the, of course. The, yeah, yeah, the ones that are coming yeah. after us because yeah. obviously we're not indicting an entire faith group as a whole uh, because there's laymen who are kind. We're talking about like the Mike Wingers and the Apologia Studios and the dudes that try and come in and say that we're not Christians and so on and so forth. Right. Yes. Josh Gailey, one of my best friends, would consider himself an evangelical and and he is uh, one of the most perfect people i know and he is not trying to mess anyone up the way yes uh, okay yeah. so so no i just want to clarify because so, yeah. when this goes out on radio it's going to be heard a lot different than it's seen on youtube yeah yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so, well, anyway, so let's get to the meat though yeah so the if, meat. so if if then we recognize the book of mormon is compiled of ancient prophetic opinions in which they are summarizing the history of the situations that happened to them and trying to communicate the way they felt the Lord was speaking to them through their mind and heart, that is going to be incredibly descriptive, right? If I read the, the diary okay. of George Washington, that doesn't mean I'm reading the words of the United States, right? Okay, I see where you're coming from. Okay. So then when we read the Book of Mormon, this effectively solves all of the arguments against the Book of Mormon. Interesting. The first okay. one. Um, a lot of people. By the way, I'm not taking credit for this. I'm not. Okay. However, I noticed years ago on my channel and other channels, I started talking about how the skin uh... curse was Nephi's opinion. And how Jacob disagreed with him, and I couldn't find anyone else no. <laughs> in the LDS blogosphere saying that. And I said it on Saints Unscripted, and they didn't even let it in to the episode. They didn't let it in, and I said it. Oh. And now, other people are coming and saying, well, actually, and I can't say I'm the one who popularized it, but I feel like I did. Okay? Maybe I didn't, but I feel like I did. Anyway. <laughs> Just, By the way, you kind of sounded I'm like not Donald Trump Give there. me the credit. At so, the very <laughs> end, you kind of sounded like Donald Trump. You're like, I'm not saying I did, but I, I think I did it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm i not saying I'm, I'm frankly, the first. I'm not saying it was me. Yeah. I'm not saying it was me. I'm not who else could have done it? Who but, else could have understood? <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway. That's funny. So 
people go, oh, Book of Mormon saying the skin of blackness. Can you believe that the Mormon God cursed the... And, and you say, okay, wait, 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 wait. Is that the Mormon God saying that? Or is that Nephi at the end of his life, having lost people close to him, witnessed battles, a jaded old man recounting his life story, adding this in and saying, yeah, uh, they were cursed. They're, they were cursed. They, they, they were cursed. They, they're, they're terrible. And, I, and, and, and the Lord told me they were so, cursed. So you think it might be an opinion that he got at the end of his life well, instead of... Well, when you read, the, when you read First Nephi, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty clear that he's writing it in hindsight. Right. Oh sure. Ah, yeah. First Nephi is being written in hindsight. Okay. And this yeah, first Nephi is written long after he yeah. got to the promised land. Yeah. And because also it's like the, the spirit said unto me, "Slay him." For and you read it, and there's almost like some back and forth arguing with himself before he tells you that the Lord told him to slay him. You're like, all right, how, like how much of this is the internal battle, and how much of this is is you recognizing the guilt. You're in how much, you know, it is directly the Lord saying slay him, or is it kind of the Old Testament like, yeah, we had to kill him because they were, you know what I mean? So there is a psychology of it. So then you have him saying, you know what? And, and, and the Lord said it's a sore cursing and they're cursed and they're terrible. And then Jacob's younger brother kind of goes, and, uh, you probably shouldn't, uh, revile against them for the darkness of their skins. And what does revile mean? It means to spread. Well, it means a couple things to hate, to mock, and to spread false information about, right? Oh, hmm. interesting. So then you've got Jacob giving his opinion on this, which kind of contradicts Nephi's opinion. Now, a, a, a lazy reading of the Book of Mormon, which wants you to cast it away, is going to say, Book Mormon racist, they hate black people. Which one insinuates that the Book of Mormon is making claim that white European Jews came to America and then turned into Negroes? Like it's telling you, like, yeah. like it was a bunch of Jerry's and God <laughs> went bibbidi bobbidi boo and they became Jamal's. Like that's not, <laughs> and nobody thinks that's what it's saying, right? So if it's not saying that, the skin of blackness is not making them sub-Saharan Africans. So what is it? It's it's olive-skinned Jews are they becoming darker-skinned indigenous people? Is that what it's saying? Well, like, the what power the saying? power of the bibbidi bobbidi boo. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as as you suggested yeah, yeah. earlier, uh, who knows? It, with, with the Lord, anything is possible, especially through the magical chant of bippity boppity boo. That's yeah. that's right up there with expelliarmus. Exactly. Apparently. So you know? so another so, so another you, example of this yeah. quickly. I don't know. I don't know if this is maybe maybe I'm picking up what you're putting down, but in Genesis chapter seven, it says that the waters covered the whole earth. Right. 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 And some people have read that and they've said, "Is this?" Is this Moses describing what he understood to be the whole earth? Right. You know, or or you know, or was it literally the entire globe? And people right. said, well, you know, it's just descriptive. He's just this is what he's seeing, and in his perspective, yeah, it's the whole earth. Even if it was just light being created before the sun. Right? Like, like, and, and uh, okay. It's like okay. So so the lazy Sam Harris will actually prove it's all false and fake and you should just hate yourself and it gets or the intelligent you know. person would say, Well look, if even the Big Bang is is true, light itself would have existed before the individual planet that provides it to our Earth did. And by the way, so I'm giving my personal opinion because I think it says let there be light. It's actually talking about people. Because we actually reflect light when you and, and Joe Smith it was able to hey, talk about I'm digging the, your new anyway. age answer. I'm but, digging. So new age. But then yeah, what yeah. else? Book of Mormon. Sammy the Lamanite, right? Samuel the Lamanite, 
goes before the Nephites. And the Nephites think he's cursed. And he, what does he say? Like 15 times he says, no, you're cursed. You're cursed because you're riches. And your land's going to be cursed. And your family's cursed. You're the cursed one. You're the cursed ones. I'm not the cursed one. Yeah. <laughs> no puppet. You're the puppet. Like it's literally, you know. And so. I know you are, but what am I? Now, is that saying the word of God is saying that all the Nephites are actually cursed? Now they're the cursed ones? Is God going back and forth? Or is this descriptive of their spiritual opinions? Right? It's really the only answer is that. This solves a number of these problems because it shows they're actually having these religious debates as they're trying to save their society. These are prophetic debates happening in the Book of Mormon the same way Paul and Peter are having these debates. The same way they're having these debates today. And we say the Book of Mormon is for our day, but we never even believe it. Right, the Book of Mormon is for our day, and they saw our society, and that's why they made sure to write these things down. Huh. You know, actually, I really like that. Uh, repeat that one again. You said the Book of Mormon is. You said the Book of Mormon is for our day, but nobody believes it. Yeah, no one, no one really believes that it's for our day. You know, that reminds me of that other phrase that that Catholic bishop told to. I can't remember if it was to Don Bradley or if it was to John Lynch, but I remember hearing the story where, it, like, the Archbishop bishop visited him and he said, uh, "Mormons are the only faith." No, Catholics are the only faith that says their prophet is infallible and nobody believes it. And then Mormons are the only faith where they say our prophet is fallible and nobody believes it. (laughs) You know, the Catholics, it's only when the Pope is speaking from the chair that he's supposed to be infallible, right? Yeah. Um, Ex, ex, ex cathedra. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. All right. Wow. Go back and forth in English and Latin. Pick up, pick a lane. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) But this solves a number of the problems because. People reading the Book of Mormon thinking this is exactly what God wants me to believe at all times, they're, they're, they're ignoring the complexity. It is descriptive, and we're supposed to engage in the conversation because it's for our day. The whole race issue in the whole, in the book, the whole race issue in the church is solved in the Book of Mormon. It's solved completely. Interesting. Right? Okay. And, and, and so Nephi, Nephi is a prophet, but Nephi is a little prejudiced against the Lamanites. It's very clear. Okay. And he's interpreting the way they're cursed and he's channeling it saying, Hey, I think they're cursed. And the way, you know, they're cursed is they're darker. And I think they're filthy. And I think God did that to them. And Jacob's like, I take it easy. I would take it easy. Hold on. We, we, we've done, we've done debates in which we said, Hey, hold on. That's an abuse of the idioms that were common during old Testament periods where blackness was constantly associated with being loathsome or sinful or slothful. And even Solomon himself said, right. What was the phrase that Solomon said? Yeah. He says, I am black, but comely. Oh, you daughters of Jerusalem. Do not look away from me because I'm black. Now here's the thing. It, yes, it's an idiom, but at the same time, the Old Testament isn't necessarily written for our day. The Book of Mormon is, which is why prophecies can be filled, fulfilled multiple times. And these phrases in the Book of Mormon are supposed to be interpreted in five different ways so they can apply. They're you, okay. of course, are speaking in the idioms they understand. That's how humans work. They can't. They're not grabbing idioms out of nowhere from 500 years in the okay. future and putting like, yeah, it's the idiom they understand. But how do we apply it for our day? That's the whole point. And that that's actually the example. The whole Book of Mormon is for our day, but it's written in a language that was for them. So how do we apply it? So what happens in the Book of Mormon? Okay, what happens? Um, they get united sometimes, and then they start to uh, start. Not, then they stop being united, and they intermix a bunch of times, and they're and they become prideful. And by the end of it, there sometimes you can't even tell the difference between the Nephites and Lamanites, and they actually have to to mark themselves so you can tell who's a different. Other times they know, nope, that's a Lamanite. Look, he's darker. 
Samuel gets up there, he's the dark-skinned guy, and he's like, you guys are actually the ones who were cursed, and they're mad about it, and they chase him out, and they're like, yeah, let's pretend he wasn't even here. Let's, like, erase the history. And Jesus is like, I know what you mm. did. Ah, you better okay. put him back in the record. So you don't but think then, it was incompetence? You think it was malice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. That sounds like malice. And then okay. they refuse to unite, and they all die. By the way, wouldn't you feel like you're, I hate that, it's the most abused phrase out there, but on the wrong side of history, in quotes, you know, wouldn't you feel like super on the wrong side of history if you just didn't like the guy, didn't include him in the sacred record because you thought, you know, you're going to get away with overlooking him and then Jesus straight comes down. He says, why have you not included the words of Samuel the Lamanite? You know what I'm saying? In your books, you're like, oh, yes, sir. Right on that. <laughs> what Must have been an oversight. <laughs> he, uh, he, he does even give an excuse. He says, and Nephi remembered that this thing I had not been written. So good.